What is good, all of our listeners, hey, and viewers, welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I got a cankersaur on my lip. Woo! We are here with episode 111, where we're going to talk about, can you separate the artist from the art? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. I'm in pain. A lot of pain, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, as soon as, so yesterday, I, okay, so I know I put it upon myself because I pretty much eat hot sauce every single meal, breakfast, lunch, yeah, and dinner. Yeah, true, you do. I, I put hot sauce on my eggs, I put hot sauce on my um, quinoa and chickpeas, I yeah. put my hot sauce on whatever we have for dinner. Usually. So I know I put it on myself. I probably, you, you ask for canker sores. I probably have a stomach ulcer at this point, I understand. And when I say hot sauce, I mean, like, I have a bottle of The Last Dab in my refrigerator right now. Uh, uh, so when it's just like, oh, sriracha, I have that, too. I also have... I, uh, varying I ha- degrees of... I have four bottles of hot sauce in my fridge. Yeah. I don't use any of it. Yeah. I, I try every time he gets a new one. Yeah. But I don't put it on my food. I don't like to just survive my food. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so as soon as yesterday came around... Uh, I started to develop a canker sore, on, mm-hmm. like right above like my upper lip, and I thought, great, cool. The day before, and you know that the you know when it starts developing, mm-hmm. and then you go in the next day, it's like, great, cool. You're here. You're fully here. I'm so glad to have you. Like but a pimple. A, a kind of yeah, pimple in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think of a, how I could think of a canker sore. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> we might as well get the show rolling, but. How are you doing though? I had a long week. Yeah, that. That's uh, it. That's all there. Yeah. That, I just had a long week. I am thankful it is finally Friday, mm-hmm. and I have ice cream. All right on. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's get this show rolling and a moving. But if you want more of our intro talks, if you liked what you heard there, like I want more. First of all, why? <laughs> Who listens to what we just said and said they want more? Second of all, we have a uh, second podcast where we just talk about anything. It's more chill. Uh, it's called What's the Biz? Uh, it's linked down below if you want to check it out. But other than that, you know, it, it is there. Whatever. I don't really care. Uh, but we are on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, but you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. We're also on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. We can check out some behind the scenes photos, some cool little stories, uh, some memes I'll share, updates about the channel, as well as questions I'll ask on the uh, for, for the podcast. I'll have a topic at hand, and then I ask you, what's your feedback on it? So get you in on the conversation on Twitter, Facebook. Oh, yeah, we have a Facebook. Ah. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, put in your reports there and uh, check out our website, uh, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website. Find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. But check out gamesgroceries.com for all that and so much more. So much more. And if you haven't yet, if you're watching us on YouTube, hi, how you doing? You doing good? I'm glad. Do you have a canker sore in your mouth? I hope not. Maybe you should not eat hot sauce every single meal of the day, but that's fine if you want to. Uh, but definitely subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts come out, as well as our weekly videos, uh, weekly discussions. We're we got a vision for the discussion videos moving forward, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for what yeah. we're going to do with it. Uh, like I said in the last one uh, about the Ubisoft scandal, link right here. 
it just became really difficult to be funny in this time. Mm-hmm. It felt very forced, and I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. And it's just like in these in these times, I'm just like, I'm too sad right now to be mm-hmm. funny, you know. So I like to have discussions anyway. So yeah, that's what we're doing. But we have a vision going forward with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely subscribe to the channel for that. And uh, if you're listening to us on the audio version, there's a link down below. Also on YouTube for Podchaser, definitely give us a review over at Podchaser or on your uh, you know audio platform of choice uh definitely give us a review and uh with all that said and done but let's just jump into our first segment what do you think okay let's just jump into it with our first segment movie minutes movie minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week whether it be on netflix hulu amazon prime oh not really in theaters at this point in time and we'd like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation with our five point system from avoid at all cost pass enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. And this week's movie, on our movie minutes, as I bring up the timer, is found on Hulu, and it's actually called The Assistant. It was actually a film that was released in 2019, and uh, I think what's most important about this film is that you need to know what you're getting into before you go into it. Mm -hmm. So with that said, uh, Liz, opening thoughts. Um... I really don't know what to think about this movie. Oh no, my bye. Thank God that wasn't open. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what to think about this movie. I just kept w- waiting for something more to happen. Yeah. Um I thought it was funny when we were watching it, you asked if I felt like her. Yeah. Felt how she felt because yeah. she's an assistant. Were you feeling seen? Yes. Yeah. Um not really because my job's not like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a little like that, but on a much, much lower scale. So in this, I'm not going to try to convince you to get on my level of Mm -hmm. what I thought about this movie. Yeah. But I'm going to convince you what you think. So let me discuss my points real quick uh, because I didn't even give you my notes yet. No, you did not. Uh, So this film has chosen to have you feel for the character through perspective, almost like a POV but not exactly mm-hmm. because it's not as cringy as POVs are on TikTok. Yikes. Uh, but your your point of view of an assistant in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about this is that it never said what uh, movie industry, how big this movie industry is. Just it was in New York. Even the high producer, like the like who she works for, was always never seen. He's never seen. And it's always him. Where is he? Oh, yeah. is it him? Like, it's always... Like, they know. all knew exactly who they were talking about. And then when they were talking about his wife, it's always, she's on the phone. Mm-hmm. She, she. Like, it, it never really dials down to a specific... Mm-hmm. It's just focused on the assistant in mm-hmm. this film industry uh, setting, right? Yeah. So, I liked how it was more of the perspective of an assistant mm-hmm. in a film industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree with that? Like it was more about perspective. Um, because it yeah. was very dry. It was very dry. Yeah. I don't really know what you mean by perspective. I mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's living out the day to day work. Like this whole movie is, is set, one day. Is one day uh, a day in the life of an assistant yeah. who just started in the film industry? Yeah. Uh, and it's just the film industry. It's 
it's uh it's in an office setting. Uh, she's the assistant to the the big person, right? Yeah. She's only been working there for two months, and uh, th- this movie it seems boring because you're just trying to get the perspective in, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's pretty important. Yeah. Right? Uh, now let me get your thoughts on this now because this is movie minutes. I'm going to move a little quickly. Uh, th- it may seem boring at first. Right. And and I think you should go into it knowing that it's not a very cinematic movie in, no. in that way, but it is more about this is the life yeah. of an assistant. But this uh, perspective all leads up to probably one of the most powerful and realistic scenes mm-hmm. that the Me Too movement is fighting. Yeah. Like that office scene in, within the HR. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say any more because I want you guys to see it, too. Mm hmm. But it has to be one of the most realistic things. Like yeah. the HR wasn't like this demon person. Like it just flowed in the way of yeah. how that would have gone down. Yeah. Like, what do you think about that? No, I definitely agree that that was probably very realistic. Yeah. Um, Because you always do like it's in regular movies. You usually see that person as like just the most hateful mm-hmm. or hateable person you can think of when really the guy was normal. Yeah. It's just he knows how the industry works and he knew that it was better that she just ignore it. Yeah. He was just saying, like, I'm I'm not. And he was playing dumb, too. Yeah. He, wanted, he was playing dumb. Yeah, yeah. He was like, well, like, you know, like he knew what she was trying to say, but he was yeah. ignoring it because he knew that he can't report that. Exactly. And it wasn't just like he was, you know, very spineless. He was just kind of saying, do you really want to throw away your career because of this? Yeah. And it was one of the most realistic settings. Mm -hmm. And it all led up to that. This was after an hour of this movie. Like, I Mm -hmm. looked at the time, and we were an hour into the film. And it was leading up to, this is the day in the life. And then we get to this point, and that's why it had to be about perspective. Yeah. It's because it wasn't cinematic. It wasn't demonizing this person. It was just a real perspective. Yeah. Um, All the way down to the stupid laugh. What? What? That laugh that he did. Oh, yeah. And anyone who knows me knows I hate when people do that laugh. Jeez. Uh, My final note is that I think this brings a good amount of light to a deep undergoing in the film industry that's not Mm -hmm. fun in games. That A lot of people go into this industry thinking that they're going to make it and understand that um, this is my passion, blah, blah, blah. But it's not fun in games. It's it's, All this was just a day. Mm -hmm. And this had to be... Like the longest day ever, and so many things happened, mm-hmm. and it was just perspective. It wasn't cinematic. Yeah, and I think it brought a good amount of light to saying like this is, this is just an example of what can go down. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it kind of says like it's not discouraging you. It's almost preparing oh, you, preparing you, warning you almost. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Think about that. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, I I just don't know what to think about this movie. Yeah. I really don't. It's like, I like the, like you like said, it's like prep, like kind of like a prep mm-hmm. almost. And it's more of just like, hey, this is it. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know my opinions on this movie. Stop asking me questions. So let me, <laughs> let me give you my uh, yeah, rating you- for this. And then, then you can give your final rating. I'm going to okay. explain it. Why? I gave it a solid. So again, yeah. in our five point system, it's at a number four, which is solid. 
right? It's not mm-hmm. perfect, and it's uh, it's above enjoyable, but I think this is solid because of the direction where this was going mm-hmm. in terms of giving you perspective into the life of the assistant, mm-hmm. right? And it the most well-directed scene in the HR scene, like that was fantastic, mm-hmm. and it all led into the final phone call, mm-hmm. and it's just, it didn't end in a way where she triumphed. It's just... The day ends and you know she has to go back to it the next, the next day. day. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a triumph. It wasn't, you know, a failure. It was just overcome anything. Yeah, she doesn't overcome anything, but she doesn't lose either. Yeah, it's she just didn't get fired. She's just okay. Yeah. Like this all takes place on Monday. Mm-hmm. So she has to go into it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even lead into the next day. It just ended. Yep. It ended when she went home. Yeah, exactly. It was just Day one, this is what can happen. Yeah. Just one example. And that's why I gave it a solid because it was just so well directed. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I, I think it does. The pacing is a little bit dry, but that's why I'm giving this a solid. Mm-hmm. What do you give it? I struggled so much. Yeah. We literally just watched it. So I've had no time to like process it. Because sometimes when I'm in the situation, I'm like, give me a day. Ask me tomorrow. Yeah. And... I struggle between a pass and an enjoyable. Okay. Because it is a very dry movie. It's interesting and I enjoy it. It's not your type of movie. It's not. And that's the thing. It's not Ella Enchanted. (laughs) I haven't watched Ella Enchanted since I was at least in college. You're right. It's not Frozen 2. But go on. I haven't watched that either. (laughs) Go on. But I'm just saying like it's, it's, it's a struggle because it was dry. And I, at the end I was like what like mm-hmm. like yes it was interesting but the interesting part kind of didn't happen yet like yeah. it was like to me this was like the intro to a movie well that's this that's the thing you're used to movies that have a triumph have yeah. an end have a clear end but this one yeah. was just like i said it was about perspective yeah and i and i enjoyed it and i think it is relatable mm-hmm. but i that's where i struggled i enjoyed it but it was just different so i gave it an enjoyable so you're going, your final I, rating is enjoyable. Enjoyable. Yeah. But like, it's a, it's a generous enjoyable. Yes. You would say. Yes. Cause like I said, it's not a pass. Like if you, like, I'm not going to say don't watch this. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to say you need to watch it now. Yeah. That, you know that's, what I mean? Yeah. So I would say you lean more towards pass. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, that's our ratings. Now, so if you relate to more of, if you listen to the podcast, you know where our movie opinions stand. Uh, if if you're like me, you're more analytical. You like these type of movies. Definitely, I I thought it was solid. But if you're more Lizzie, and you just like a good story with a good clear end, and yeah. you know a victory, you like an end. actual story. It was an actual story. It was, and that's where I struggle. I struggle with this one so much because it had a. So if you if you are in an internal struggle for the rest of your life i'd say pass but i would say definitely watch this movie just for the hr scene like it was just so realistic mm-hmm. i loved it well i didn't love it but i loved it's it horrible but but i loved wasn't it. horrible um but yeah so again that's the assistant it's on hulu uh definitely check it out if you want to see it if you're more like liz you know pass you know it's just you know but if you're more wanting a different movie, and it's only an hour and 27 minutes, uh, definitely check it out. But 
that's our review of it. Uh, but let's just move on to video game shenanigans. Okay. So let's just move on to our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. What's going on? Hey, whoa. Okay. Oh, whoo. Okay. I thought something was going to happen. Is anything happening right now? You're weird. There's that's happening. Oh God! Business wins. Look out! Top three gaming news. We're here, everybody. You exhaust me. Business wins. That was loud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're still <laughs> we're here with top three gaming news, and we want to give you uh, what happened in the gaming industry with the uh, number three gaming news. It's about Rocket League, everybody. Who likes Rocket League? Do you like Rocket League? Rocket League was featured on Fuller House. Hey. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, hey, we never watched that Sim Sparks thing. It's supposed no. to be preparing. Uh, well, did it, it already premiered. It's just like where it's available and when. I have to figure it out. I don't the, understand. That was another. That was last week. Yeah, but this week, the number three gaming news is about Rocket League. Yeah. Rocket League is free to play later this summer. So. Uh, this is coming from an update from Psyonix, who made Rocket League, and they say that it's going to be free to play, but not only that, it's going to give you a lot of different updates, including, well, let me read this quote right here. So all the articles that we're going to mention, it's going to be linked down below for you to check it out for yourself. Uh, but this is coming from uh, the announcement. At some point later this summer, however, Rocket League will go entirely free to play a shift that will be accompanied by a major new update introducing among other things changes to tournaments and challenge systems additionally it will gain cross-platform progression for item inventories uh, rocket pass progress and competitive ranks uh, although these features will require players to create and link an epics game account Ooh. Spooky epic Spooky. Ga epic games account. We don't like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is going to be free to play. It's the first time it's going to be free to play since its launch in 2015. Wow. Yeah, it was always a premium service. You had to buy it. I bought it for 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'll get anything because I purchased it. I don't think it said anything about that. Maybe it does. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be free to play later this summer. Uh, Sionic said more details to come later this week. And it's going to be cross-platform, like it said. Mm. And all of your uh, progress, like your Rocket Pass progress, your ranking, that will also transfer into cross-platform. Nice. So yeah, if, if you were playing like on Xbox, I don't know, oh, <laughs> and then you want to go on Nintendo Switch, uh, your progress will transfer. Cool. So... Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, uh, especially since I enjoy me some Rocket League. It's, yeah. It's nice. I like it. It's one of those games for me personally that I'll, I'll play a couple matches or two. It's, yeah. I think it's fun, and, I, and I'm glad it's free to play. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that? Good for them. That's great. Yeah. It, Good idea. I like that it's cross-platform. That's nice because you people don't companies don't like doing that and that really bothers me yeah like you're really you're really like separating the community when you do that uh, yeah not making things. it cross-platform yeah mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing it's just um 
I don't I don't like it. I like it when when I can play with my my boys, you know, on other different systems. But you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool because now we can play it on Switch, and I didn't want to repurchase it on Switch. But now you don't. Now you it. don't have to. Yeah. Whoa. So Rocket League free to play that's cool and all but you know what's even cooler what halo infinite halo infinite there's new details it was just revealed this thursday oh you didn't see it i I was working okay uh so real quick before i get into these new details about halo infinite i am myself on the mixed side about how the graphics look because I am mixed. No, that's not the graphics. That's like just the box art. Okay. But the graphics seem a little bit cartoony. And that's the thing. It's more of the art style than the graphics. Review Tech USA did point out that there is some pop in every now and again. Some textures need to like pop in every now mm-hmm. and again. And it was revealed that it was actually running on a PC with Xbox Series X specs. I was just like... It's a new art style. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it is an art style. It's not really graphics. I don't know. I just... Uh, uh. I I feel about this the way you feel about the assistant. <laughs> like, I'm just like... Uh. Internal struggle. Really, yeah. Uh, but talking about new details coming in. By the way, uh, GameSpot, it's an article linked down below. They have all this plethora of new details, including the grappling hook that's going to be included Mm. here. Yeah, because it's open world, it's actually confirmed now that Halo Infinite is indeed open world. Uh, It's set to be like a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Got a grappling hook to go and and just zoom around the open world, which is, again, I'm like, ah! Because there's just always a consistent rope just going everywhere. Well, it has a cooldown, so you just zoop it, and you can't go. You can't be Spider Man in here now. So it I'm has so a confused. so like you ain't go zoop, and then you land. It has to cool down before you go another zoop. Oh, I understand. So you can't I be Spider Man. So you're here. you are swinging. Well, kind of. It's, I un- I understand. Yeah. Um. And it's like ah okay, but the, with all these details coming in, there's a much more important one. Is that they actually say that this is going to be the last Halo game that they're, we're going to see for a decade. That's a weird statement to make. So let me read this quote right here. Um, this is coming from uh, studio head Chris Lee uh, saying, as we reported, uh, studio head Chris Lee explained this idea in an interview with IGN. Uh, Halo Infinite is the start of our platform for the future, he said. The start of our platform for the future. Mm-hmm. We want Infinite to grow over time versus going uh, going to those numbered titles and having all that segmentation that we had before. Uh, by the way, we had before. Sorry, 343. <laughs> but um, it's really about creating uh, Halo Infinite as the start of the next 10 years for Halo and then building that as we go um, with our fans and community. So this is going to be the last one for 10 years. And it's not going to be entirely the last one, but it's going to be almost like Rainbow Six Siege where they just constantly update it mm-hmm. or even Destiny. And I'm just like, I don't want to. If this, if there was, if what they're saying is that it's a games as a service, it just, here's the thing. Just make a new IP. Just let Halo die. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And he says that, 
is this for new fans? And I'm like, if then it's, it should be a new IP. If it's for new yeah. fans, you shouldn't have the Halo name on it because you're going to instantly get the old fans wanting to play it and being disappointed. Exactly. And that's the thing. I, I love Halo. I love mm-hmm. Halo so much. It's my first love. Uh, and that's the thing is that I want to go to this as Halo. And if Halo died after Halo 5, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I would be because it's just like I'm okay with series dying. Yeah. I don't want it to. I don't. I don't. I don't want this. Uh, but that's the thing. I'm still gonna play Halo Infinite. I don't know what he means by that. He never really said yeah. that it's a game for service. He never said it's that. It's gonna be something you have to play and decide if, you know, what it is once you get it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that I don't know how to feel about it. And that's the thing. I. I. It hasn't released. So who am I to have an opinion on it? Mm-hmm. So. That's the thing. It's going to be the last one for the next 10 years. He's going to use it as a platform for the next 10 years. So mm-hmm. it's a we'll see. From what I saw in the gameplay footage, it seems exciting. The music's back. It's a throwback to uh, Combat Evolved. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm digging it, but I'm also mixed. Mm-hmm. So, But he said that he wants to bring in new fans with this, which yeah. I can get behind. I get it, but make a new IP. I don't know. <laughs> But that's Halo Infinite. There's no details. Definitely link down below just all these different details, including how some of the aliens were voiced by Pugs. Huh? Yeah, Pugs. Pugs voiced some of the uh, Covenant. It's really cool. Um, it's adorable. But yeah, no, it's, I don't like Pugs. Uh, link down below. Uh, but let's move on to our number one uh, gaming news is that uh, Ubisoft not only said that... Um, you know, next gen games, they're gonna be sixty dollars, not seventy. I'm like, nobody's focusing on that, Ubisoft. It's uh, there's something else on the horizon. Um, Jason Schreier has written an article pretty much once again doing what Jason Schreier does and exposing the gaming industry uh with the inner circle within Ubisoft, uh with sexual harassment and uh, just downright uh, mis mishandling their management. Some of them weren't even managers. Some of them just kind of got grandfathered in, mm-hmm. and some of them are like family members to Yves Gamol, yeah, who is the CEO of Ubisoft. Yeah. So in this article, which I will link down below, by the way, uh, Ubisoft has been mishandling and also encouraging just like misogyny and yeah. Uh, some of the people are, you know, it goes as I want to say goes as goes as light as it's not really light, but as unwanted massages to having personal business meetings in strip clubs. Lovely. Yeah. And uh, choking some people at parties. So, yeah. So Jason Schreier writes this article and Ubisoft has been on the like really down spiral. In terms of backlash. Yeah. And Yves Cabol has come out and said that. Um, now, I want to read this quote from the article real quick. But but even Yves Gamol, he said, like, I, I didn't know anything was happening. It was right under my nose. How did I know? You're the CEO. You should know everything. Like, no. <laughs> like, and some of them are your they're your relatives. Yeah. Absolutely not. He's like, don't I, really believe that one. No. Absolutely. And they said that Jason said this has been going on for decades. Yeah. And Yves is like, I didn't know it was going this way. I mean, I had some sense. No. So this is a quote from the article. (laughs) 
this is just just a little tidbit. Um, three three women who worked at Ubisoft say that they've been warned not to go out drinking with Hesco, who is uh, part of the inner circle within Ubisoft, and his crew. He sometimes held business meetings at strip clubs, a habit that his deputies began to adopt, his deputies. And I talked about that in the... uh, Okay, read the article, Adam. Thank you. Um, Say that the... uh, Say the employees who asked not to be identified because they are either still employed by Ubisoft or worried about uh, retribution. The women elected not to attend these outings and said their careers suffered as a result. They were frustrated and watched Hesco promote many of his strip club buddies to creative directors. Ah, there was another creative director that was... Okay, keep reading the article, Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, A group composed almost entirely of men. So there was a creative director from Ubisoft who just stepped down because he was uh, having some personal issues with his family. I'm not going to say his name because we we all know who it is. But... That's the thing. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The article also says that these people didn't want female protagonists because they say women didn't sell. Yeah. Like in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it was supposed to be only Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And this is the inner circle that said, no, women don't sell. You need to make it another male yeah. protagonist. Yeah. And then Horizon Zero Dawn happened. So what happened to women don't sell? Yeah. Ugh. But... Yeah, jobs will be held back from women. The entire game industry needs to be under investigation. Oops, excuse me. Pardon me. But this is what I said in my mm-hmm. last video about uh, the inner circle. And will the game industry ever change? I was talking about the inner circle almost like a conspiracy theory, but it mm-hmm. was proven. Like, yeah. it was right there. And that's the thing is that a lot of these women were kind of scared to come up because there, there goes your career. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's a lot like the assistants in that that kind of perspective, you know. Huh? But anyways, but what do you what do you think about this? It's just sad mm-hmm. when you see that there are still people like this in the world. Yeah, that it's like it's like in this day and age, you don't expect that big companies, especially in such a, in like this type of community. Yeah, like in the gaming community, we kind of like to believe that like. We're good people, mm-hmm. and the world just likes to hate us. Yeah. But this is just showing, one, I mean, it kind of shows that we're like everywhere else in the world. Big company mm-hmm. has some jerk men at the top. Exactly. Um, by the way, it's the article is linked in the description down below. Uh, I'm only going over the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. It's a very long article, but it's well worth your read. Uh, and I only... I, I don't want to say too much of it because I want to encourage yeah. you to read it. Uh, but that's the thing is that, man, and that and that's the thing. Uh, Ubisoft is still trying to, like, you know, pick themselves up. Like, yeah. oh, no, 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 we're fine. Hey, uh, our games won't be $70. Isn't that something? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just sad to know that, like, women working for this company basically don't have a chance. Yeah, that's the thing is that, I mean... There are chances to go to strip club, but and that's the thing. Any moral woman does not have a chance. Yeah, like that said, three women were said, "Hey, don't go out partying with them." 
but the men did. And again, this is what I said in my video is that who are they going to fill in the mm -hmm. inner circle? People that they groomed for this. Yeah. A lot of their strip club buddies. And clearly, my opinion is if they're holding meetings at a strip club, they don't want the women to come with them. And exactly. if the women did, they're not going to be promoted for going. Exactly. They're going to be seen like every other woman in that club. It's absolutely insanity. Um, I, I, I feel heartbroken for mm -hmm. the people who work with Ubisoft and and a lot of it was uh the guy who choked and I can't think of the name it was like Danny or something uh a lot of them just accepted it as like oh that's just him being him you know yeah and it's just like that's oh, the my adult God. equivalent of boys will be boys yeah uh so I kind of want to just jump into our big topic with this because it does relate to this article mm -hmm. so I think let, let's just get it right into it. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you've read the title of this uh, podcast, so uh, it is about the Ubisoft scandal. But let's just uh, move forward with our final segment. Coffee time. Every single week here on the Games Groceries podcast, we like to uh, talk about a game industry uh, topic, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation or everything in between. We just want to talk about it for the next half hour or so, uh, sometimes for more than an hour. By the way, mm -hmm. <clears throat> look forward to it. We're planning something for the future uh, for a certain game. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil it anymore, but uh, we're planning something special yeah. uh, in the very near future. So it's going to be uh, more discussion-based than anything, and it's going to be a three-episode arc. That's all I'll say. Uh, get hype. But with this one is separating the art from the artists more from video games, mm -hmm. right? And I think uh, this article from Ubisoft kind of sparked that discussion. Yeah. And uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, first and foremost, I think uh, to define the subject, right, in terms of separating the art from the arts, what does that even mean? Have you ever heard of that phrase? I have, and I never really thought about what it means. The mm -hmm. first thing that comes to my head, thinking about it in terms of like this, yeah, is not thinking of who the artist is as a person, right, and just admiring their work. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I when we're thinking of like actual like art, like paintings and yeah. design and things like that. It's hard because usually paintings and things that you would see in a museum are reflections of the artist. And yeah. it's them they put themselves in it. their soul and their heart into this mm -hmm. picture. Yeah. No, the way I see it is just um, trying to appreciate the work and not thinking about the mistakes. And, mm -hmm. I, and Wombat did, did some some uh good tweets <laughs> he said like why are we separating the art from the artist if you just like a like a piece of art you have to accept you know the bad person right and i'm just yeah. like i think that's an in-between right like in terms of let's go for the extreme here right mm -hmm. uh hitler was a, a poet he wasn't a very good one but let's say he was or mm -hmm. he was even a painter at, at one point right yeah if you got one of Hitler's poems and it was actually a good one, right? Mm -hmm. Could you really separate the art from the artist? And that's taught in art schools all the time. I feel like in those, in situations like those where you find out 
that an artist, uh, whether it's a musician or mm-hmm. like, uh, I can't remember the correct word for it, but like just a painter. Yeah. Um, I feel like it depends on which one you found first. Did you know that person first mm-hmm. and their reputation or did you know their art first? Yeah, true. Because I just thought of like, in terms of music, mm-hmm. You always hear how horrible certain people are in Hollywood. Your favorite oh. actor is known as a jerk. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I haven't heard any about that about Tom Cruise. I think he's perfect. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Yeah. You admire his art. You love mm-hmm. almost all of his movies. Yeah. Almost. Vanilla but Sky can go die. That's what I mean. Yeah. But that means you don't care that he's a jerk to everyone. Right. Just like... The teenage girls, when Justin Bieber was still new, didn't care that he was also a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Everyone in in the music industry it seems like it's it's okay to not care about their character. Like when I was mm-hmm. younger, I loved Ashley Simpson. I loved Ashley Simpson. The camera's about to turn off because I didn't clear the the um the memory card because oh. I'm a genius. So I'm gonna do that, and you can say your stuff and make sure to come back to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of that, it is a little bit harder to separate the art from the artist just because, especially with actors, right? Because they are putting on a different kind of role. They are kind of putting on a different person, right? They're, the whole idea of it is so that you separate them as actors and more into the character, and it, it becomes a fuzzy different uh, thing in terms of acting. Now, we're going to get into video games in a little bit, I promise you. But uh, when we talk about separating the art from the artist, the actual definition of it is, I don't want to say it's an excuse, right? That saying that, oh, I can like this bad person's art. But it can be sometimes. It really can be. Uh, and I think it becomes difficult when we really come into video games, really. Uh, and as Liz is uh, fixing, I turned it off. Oh, uh, she turned off the camera. I'm doing great today. You're doing a fantastic, honey bear. Uh, here we are, camera two. How you doing? Uh, but yeah, in terms of now, I'm gonna go into video games, Liz, because we've already defined it. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you, director Liz. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think it becomes a little bit more difficult. When talking about video games, especially AAA games, right? Separating the art from the artist because there are so many artists involved. Or even talking about movies even. There's so many people involved. Mm-hmm. That becomes very hazy. Now, now they would define separating the art from the artist in terms of just ignoring their bad takes or their bad views and just focusing on their work, which is very hard to do, even with just paintings and poems. Now let's get into the perspective of video games. Why is it a lot more difficult to go into video games when uh, talking about separating the art from the artist? I feel like it's harder when it comes to that because it's the whole company that's involved. And when you're watching a movie, you don't think about, oh, you know, the the CEO of this production company is so-and-so and he's a horrible person. But when you watch it, when you're playing a video game, you're usually playing it because you are a fan of that yeah. Franchise. studio. Yeah. Or yeah, even the studio. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a thing you're playing because you're a fan of that studio, like what that studio produces. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why is that when you're watching movies, you're thinking of the director and the actors mainly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. But when you're playing a video game, you're thinking of the studio 
sometimes the actors that are in if they have big names in it. Mm-hmm. But typically you're thinking of who that studio is and what it stands for and the other games they produce. So oh, yeah, that's when you know that Ubisoft has this horrible people running it, mm-hmm. it starts to taint your opinion and uh, yeah. and like vision of this company and who you're paying. Well, it even started not even earlier this year, right? I th- no, man. Man, where'd this year go? Oh my god. But I was gonna even say um five weeks till my birthday. Yeah. Uh but I was I was even gonna say it started with another article written by Jason Schreier about Bioware and mm-hmm. their mismanagement, how these people would just go into closets and yeah. cry during exactly. work hours, you know? And it just put a light on Bioware where it's just like I love Bioware. I love Kotor. I love Dragon mm-hmm. Age. Not Dragon Age Two, but I love Dragon Age. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, I, I love Mass Effect. Yeah. And then when Mass Effect Andromeda came out, we're like, "What the heck?" And then Anthem came out. Like, what, like, what the happened? Heck? It had everything to do with mismanagement. Yeah. And that was a broader topic. And now we're even deeper and darker. In a worst year possible for this to yeah. come out, you know, yeah. I wish this came. This is going on for decades. I wish it came out earlier. Yeah. Then in 2020. Or later. Exactly. No. Well, no, because that means going on longer. With yeah. It, no. Let's let's so, yeah. Let's go with earlier. <laughs> Listen, I turned the camera off. Okay, yeah. I'm clearly not all with it tonight. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just it's already a dark year, and this got even yeah. darker, and now it really like. It's weird to think about Ubisoft in any kind of way, whereas before we yeah. thought the worst of Ubisoft being it's repetitive. Mm-hmm. And we found out later, we reported on this, that it turns out that Ubisoft's, all of the Ubisoft games were pretty much run by one guy. Yeah. And that's why it all felt the same with Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, mm-hmm. uh, Ghost Recon. Uh, Watch Dogs. All these games kind yeah. of felt the same because they were the same. Yeah. <laughs> And we thought that's pretty much where the line drew, that they were just repetitive and just running out of ideas. But then it just got even darker. Way darker. And they're going to strip clubs, and they're pretty much training people to be the worst people alive. Yep. And it's it's just completely messed up to think about. And now we're in this um, position of how we have to separate the art from the artist. Because me personally, I've been an Assassin's Creed fan since... Day one. Yeah. And that has to be... You can't... And in your brain, you can't not get that game. Exactly. For Valhalla, it's just kind of yeah. like... It's I, you've been dreaming of this game. Yeah. Before it was even a, an idea probably in their heads. I went on a Viking Assassin's Creed probably since... Probably since college, at least. Probably since the day you learned what a Viking is. Probably since Skyrim came out, to be honest with you. Mm. I'm like, can there be a Viking setting Assassin's Creed? Mm-hmm. That was so since 2011, and now not only is Ubisoft the company, uh, like kind of going on the fire, but then the creative director mm-hmm. was behind all of this. And yeah. I'm not sure if I should say his name. Yeah, he's like Voldemort, except real. But that's the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, that's just is that the creative director behind the game that I'm much looking forward to it does yeah really affect me personally it does affect my brain a little bit it doesn't affect yeah, me personally where... at all <laughs> want to clarify that <laughs> it, it's that struggle of you want to enjoy this game but as you're enjoying it you're knowing that 
you're giving money yeah. to these people and that you're showing that it doesn't matter what they do. Yeah. Like I always think for me, like every time, like I read an article at one point years ago that Catherine Heigl mm-hmm. is like horrible to work with. Really? Yes. Oh, She's, I think you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every time I watch her movies, I just think, I wonder what set was like. Like every time I can mm-hmm. only enjoy her movies a little bit. I enjoy her movies a little bit less knowing that information. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's I I want to go into Val, Valhalla. You know, I want to I really want to go to Valhalla, but <laughs> I really hope to God. <laughs> but um, that, well, I don't think God's going to get grant you into Valhalla. It's yeah, not, they don't they don't meet. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. The, theology, people. <laughs> Uh, but I really wanted to get into Valhalla into the mm-hmm. with a fresh mindset, but I feel like I would feel weird. Yeah. Like playing it because there's just so much actual controversy going on. Yeah. Whereas controversy in terms of Last of Us Part Two, and that was a different kind of controversy where that's fan controversy. Yeah, it was it was fan controversy saying like you disrespected the first one. Abby it was a terrible character. Blah blah Where blah. Where this is controversy of who you're supporting. Exactly. Like this is like uh, you want to get this day one but you don't want to give them that justification. I know, and that's the thing and they know it and that's how they get away with it. Honestly. That's how every company gets away with it. And yeah. all the big companies have people like this in it. Yeah. And they know it doesn't matter. People want this product. That's the thing. With the inner circle within Ubisoft, the way they're so successful is just like, yeah, we're going to treat women horribly. And yeah, we're going to say that women don't sell, blah, blah, blah. They're, and they actually said, it was a, this was a quote mm-hmm. from them saying, like, we want a straight white male. Like, they wanted that. Wow. Yeah. And it was just wild. Um, and it's just so, it's so weird to think about it. That we've been supporting these people for so long. Yeah. And it's because, like, now that we know this, will I not buy Valhalla? And they know I will. Mm-hmm. And it goes into my next point, really. Yeah. Where, why would boycotting, and this has, and I, and I listed a couple other companies here, Gearbox especially, because we found out Randy Pitchford is just one of the worst human beings possible. Like, he physically assaults his employees. Mm. He takes away bonuses from his employees. Uh, he has um, <clears throat> um, magic porn. Stop picking up your mic. He, it's, a, it's a magic trick, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have... Okay. Oh, no, that's what he said. Like, he had underage pornography on a thumb drive. And that he lost in a Renaissance fair. And he said, no, 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 it's a magic trick. I remember Remember that. (laughs) That was Randy Pitchford. That was Gearbox. Then we have Riot Studios, who also was accused Mm -hmm. of uh, sexual misconduct. Yeah. And they had a walkout at Riot. Yes. I believe that was Riot. And then we have Ubisoft now and Rockstar coming out as, you know, scumbags and a whole crunch hour Mm -hmm. thing. It's wild. And and even Quantic Dream. But here's the real problem is that why would boycotting these companies actually hurt artists? That's that's the real issue. Because then you're not supporting the people who are victims. Yeah. They're not getting like, yes, when you don't buy the game. Oh, I love. Uh, oh, man, that's deep. You're, you're not supporting the victims. Yeah. Dang. Deep. 
like I the try. ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because these, like it said in the article, the people who talked to Jason Trier was people who are still working there. They didn't give their names because they still are employed by them, mm-hmm. which means if you don't buy this game, you're not like, yeah, you're not paying these scumbags that yeah. run the company. They're not getting paid, but also the victims aren't getting paid, which yeah, exactly. means they're suffering for no reason. Because mm-hmm. if, no one buys the games. That means people start to get fired. And who are going to be the first to get fired? Yeah. The ones they don't like. The exactly. ones who don't come to those meetings. Yeah, that's why when they want to boycott Red Dead Redemption 2, it's just like, like you said, okay, w- we could, but then they all suffered for absolutely nothing. They get yeah. no paychecks or anything. Like, Gearbox. Like they did all that pain and suffering mm-hmm. for no reason. Like what Gearbox did before Randy Pitchford came along. Um, what he did is that he did, he, he paid an average. I I don't think it was underpaid, but he paid like less than between minimal and average Mm -hmm. pay. But what he did was he, uh, pulled all together, all of the money that the game pulled in and he divided it amongst the employees and they made enough to buy houses outright. Wow. But then it later on said that, Hey, those bonuses, Hey, I'm Randy Pitchford and said, nope. <laughs> so, but with Gearbox in the years before, if you didn't buy the game, they didn't buy their houses. Yeah. Now it doesn't matter. But uh, that's the thing is that it, it becomes this kind of weird perspective where can you imagine how many people who worked on Assassin's Creed Valhalla were actually abused by this guy? And now they're exactly. going to, if we don't buy this game because of we're boycotting, and yes, there's an inner circle, but like you said, this company is so huge. Yeah. How many, like, what's the ratio uh-huh. of these bad guys? Like you're punishing this small group of bad people and making not even just the victims, but people who just work there. So when we talk about like separating the art from the artist, it gets really foggy when we talk about video games, because we got to separate uh, the inner circle of Ubisoft mm-hmm. from the game because there are people who actually worked for it, but then as soon as you buy it, then you're actually funding the inner circle and then they yeah. won't even learn. But if you don't buy it, then these people will suffer for no reason and they might lose their jobs. And it's just like this weird tie where it's just like, I want to support these people who worked on the game, but I don't want to support this person. I feel like almost the best way to, maybe not the best, but one of the ways to do it is buy it later. Yeah. Like, don't buy it right away. Wait a month or two. But so then that, that goes into how did it do? Like, I know that. No, I know that. But it, mm-hmm. I'm just saying they're not getting the just they're not getting the immediate justification of like, yeah, everyone likes it and doesn't matter what we do. It's like, yeah, they had to wait. I don't know. Yeah. It's that's like the putting thing. them in timeout or something. I have no idea. My God. <laughs> Uh, so then we asked some of you on social media, uh, by the way, follow us on social media so we can ask you questions so that you can be involved in these conversations. And we got <coughs> two answers. Uh, I asked you on social media, can you separate the art from the artist? And one of the answers was by, I'm going to read Commander Nikki's first. Uh, at Commander Nikki says, some say you can separate art from the artist when they're dead. Oh, but how do you... Yeah, because they can't do any more bad things. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but how do you do that with a company? That's what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. For example, I will always love Harry Potter. 
But with the author recently turning out to be a transphobe, yeah, did you see those tweets? No. Yeah, no, she's had some. So J.K. Rowling just went off fire. She needs to figure out what. She needs to figure it out. She needs to just quit. She needs to sign off Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, with J.K. Rowling turning out to be a transphobe, it's leaving a bitter taste in my mouth. I don't want to support her. Uh, with Ubisoft, it's a little different, I'd say, because even if some of the big people mess up, and you don't want to support that. There's still smaller people like you and me, yeah, who massively hurt by dropping sales if we assume that they drop so bad if they get laid off. And I love Assassin's Creed. I do too, Commander Nikki. <laughs> You're facing my same struggle. Uh, but yeah, no, J.K. Rowling at first. Here's the thing. I heard this from, uh, again, Gus and Eddie. I, I know I say them all the time, but I don't know. I, I you like them. Like I like their podcast. But um. They were saying that, like, I, they understand why people get kind of frustrated that they're only known from one thing. And so they kind of want to separate from that. Mm -hmm. But they, Eddie said, like, or your choice can be just just be silent and you'll be loved. Mm -hmm. That's it. All J.K. Rowley had to do is literally do nothing and she'll be loved for the rest of her life. Yeah. She literally never had to say anything about anything and people would have just loved Harry Potter. Yeah. That just, would have been the end of it. Just go on Twitter and just literally have just, a video of you waving in the love. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm JK Rowling. We love your books. I know. But that's the thing. And then she had these tweets about really against trans, uh, against transphobes, which is um, shocking. Tra yeah. Trans people. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that she just went off the rails. I think she just got caught up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. It's, it was just dumb, but yeah, no, uh, commander Nikki, um, you're, you're right in terms of saying that, like, you love Harry Potter, but the actual author has these views. Yeah. It was kind of wild. Yeah. It is. Um, and, and she went off the rails in terms of, like, trying to be... It, you could tell she was trying to be way too inclusive. Mm -hmm. And that's what leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. When you are inclusive, naturally... It's natural. Yeah. But... When she was just saying that, like, I never said Hermione was white. I'm like, you're trying way too hard. Like, you're, yeah. You're, she was trying. But that was in defense of people being angry that an African American woman was casted as Hermione on. Stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in defense of the their choice of. But actress. that's what I mean. She was trying so hard, and it's just like J.K. If you failed, you failed. You can redeem yourself by yeah. this, like. Just saying Where that, like, she could have just said, I am perfectly happy with who they chose to play yeah. Hermione on stage. It's whatever. JK JK canceled, whatever. But <laughs> don't say that. I shouldn't. I I take it back. <laughs> but I don't. Um <laughs> then we also have from the Greatest Story Ever Played podcast. What up, man? Um, he says, that really is the question. I think I'd say it depends. Where uh were they always bad or Oh, were they? Okay, were they always bad or did they become bad more recently? Does uh does you enjoying their art still give them money? I don't think good art becomes bad because of the person, but I also don't want to give them money anymore. Ah, uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, is that like I still enjoy Assassin's Creed. I still love Watch Dogs 2. Yes, I like Watch Dogs 2. Sue me. But um it's better than the first one. Just give me a break here. 
But that's the thing is that it, it really puts in this bad mm-hmm. taste where it's just like, do I still want to keep funding Ubisoft for this? Do I still want to yeah. play Valhalla? Like, do I want to? Especially when two different scandals came out of yeah. that game. Um, uh, it's just They're weird. Them up there. Now, here's the other thing is that if I buy Valhalla, it won't go to that creative director because he's gone. Yeah. He, he gone. Yeah. He's not going to get money because he's not on the project anymore. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to Darby and I'm going to give it to just, uh, Jesper kid, which mm-hmm. who I love, but it's also going to go to the inner circle. Jesper, can you just, can you be a good person, please? Just please. Overall, it's going to pay for a lot of people in that company, including the inner circle. Exactly. Um, like, yes, you'll be funding. Like, yeah, the way I think of it is that when you're doing something, like when we think of movies, you're thinking of the actor and the director. You're thinking of the people who make the most from that. Yeah. From that chunk. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're, if playing Valhalla, mm-hmm. you're probably f- funding mostly the creative director and Jesper Kid. Yeah. But you have to think that there's still that percentage going mm. to the inner circle. But there's also that percentage going to the victims and the yeah. other normal, regular employees that aren't involved in anything. It's such a weird dynamic when we talk about games or even movies, right? Like Because when mm-hmm. we talk about paintings, right, and you buy a painting, it goes mostly to the artist, mm-hmm. right? Now, this goes into my final points, really. And this is why I think indies are really on the rise. Yeah. Is because with all of these indies coming out, and there's always been indie games, Mm -hmm. but now they're really coming like out of the gates. Mm -hmm. And I think all of this makes it understandable because a lot of people from these indie studios came out of the games industry. I said on my video that uh, Night School Studios, they were two cousins that came out of Telltale Games, which was a very toxic community. And they said, listen, we want to separate ourselves and we're going to make Night School Studios Mm -hmm. and we can make a better game. And then you can see what we can do. Yeah. And they did amazing with Oxenfree. After Party was okay. But (laughs) that's where you get to see that Indies are trying to separate themselves from these toxic communities, from these toxic AAAs. Yeah. And making their own games and saying, like, this is what we can do. Yeah. And you can fund us. Yeah. Right? Especially when we talk about Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. which was made by one person. Yes. Stardew Valley was made by one person. Mm-hmm. One. I know. Uno. I know. Uh, uh, I forgot the German word for one. Shoot. Uh, eins. Yeah. Yeah. Eins. Eins persona. I don't know. I don't know how to say person in German. But that's the thing is that when you buy Stardew Valley, you're really just funding one person. Also Chucklefish. But uh, that that's something else. But that's the thing. I think it's easier to fund indie studios or yeah. to buy into indie studios because it is you a know more... exactly who the money's going to. Right. Yeah. Like Or even Coffee Talk I just uh, yeah. finished. It, it's... Uh, I believe there's not any more than 10 people on that team. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that you know where your money's really going to. You know yeah. the bases almost, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it's really cool to see that. And I believe EA Originals, almost like Unravel and uh, Sea of Solitude, which you haven't played yet, um, get on that. Uh, sea of Solitude, I believe all the money goes to that studio. Mm-hmm. I don't think EA really touched that. I think they get like a very small percentage of that money. But um, yeah, so I think that's why it's really more what what do i want to say 
it's more reasonable, I guess, in your mind to fund a indie game. Yes. Am I wrong? No, I think that definitely makes sense because, like you said, it's you know who that money's going to, you know whose paychecks it's paying. Whereas in a big company, you don't know who the heck you're paying. And yes, in indie, if you like you said, if it could be a ten person student, you don't know their personal lives. Yeah. But you know they don't have these giant scandals because mm-hmm. there's only ten of them. If something was going on, they could address it. Well, that's or what they quit. Well, that's the thing. Now that's what it came out of uh, Infinite Falls with um, mm-hmm. Night in the Woods. And again. I didn't really want to bring that up because that became super, super dark. And I'm, I don't know how to feel about that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing is that you knew and they, they did something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, they, they pretty much cut it. I don't want to, want to talk about it because it was just so rough. Dude. I thought of this example. Yeah. Imagine you donate money mm-hmm. to some sort of nonprofit. Right. You can donate to this big nonprofit that everyone knows. Like Tom's. Yeah. Nonprofit. But that's what I mean. You yeah. don't know exactly. Like, you know what they say they're giving it to, but you don't know them. You know it's a huge company. Yeah. But you don't know everyone in it in their life. It's still it's a still big a big company, whether it's a nonprofit or not, it's a big company. Yeah. Or you can donate it to this small little mm-hmm non-profit that started it out of the goodness of their heart and it's like a couple people doing it Mm -hmm. because i have a friend that just started a non-profit oh you do yes i'll tell you about it later okay um and i and it's i'm more and you know that person i do yeah and i know their family yeah so it's like i i know that and so it's in my mind it's easier to donate to them because i know them and i know where their heart is I know why they started it, mm-hmm. and I know that they're going to use that money appropriately. And I and I work in a restaurant that's it's not a chain, like it's, exactly. it's one and only. So if I was working in like an Applebee's, like I, the CEO doesn't yeah. know me, but the CEO of this one does. <laughs> he doesn't like me. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. You're like the only one he does like. Eh, that's up for debate. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that's oh, camera one went off. That's okay. This we camera is killing me today. Yeah, but uh, we're wrapping up pretty soon anyway. Are you just going to turn on the camera one? You're already up. I'm, I'm up. You're, you're up. Uh, but yeah, it, that's the thing. That's why I like indie studios a lot. And that's why... Oh, guy, camera two. You're good. Uh, but that's why I'm still excited to play Halo Infinite. Is that it is a big game. It is developed by people that... I may not agree with in terms of the art style, but that's the thing is that I like Halo and they know that I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. But in terms of an indie studio, I love playing different indie games. And I think I still want to get somebody. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it on camera, but uh, that's why Game Pass really um, makes indies shine because you can just play all these indie games and support them in that way. Mm -hmm. But um but yeah, I, I think that we need to be focusing a lot on indies, like yeah. putting our time invested into indie studios so that they can thrive. They can make companies mm-hmm. that have more honest inner circles. Yeah. And we get to reset the games industry almost. So. Yeah, eventually. Any other uh, closing thoughts? No, I think we expressed our opinions and mm-hmm. there's not a lot to say. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just... yeah. This is where we are, and this is where we want to be, and mm-hmm. we still have no idea for buying Valhalla. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know I am, though. 
But I am buying Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I know. Day 1. I know. And it's going to take up all of my time. I know. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'm going to be funding Tony Hawk is what I'm saying. <laughs> Tony Hawk's pockets just got a little bit deeper. Uh, but yeah, so I think that wraps up our discussion. I think so. So uh, we do have a guest for next week. And I'm not going to say who it is because you don't like it when I say who it is. But It's not that I don't like it when you say who it is. Yeah. It's the fact that you say, I'm not going to say it. I, you know, I'm, I'm going and then you say, I'm going to say it. Like you like tell your own secret. <laughs> but it is a personal hero of mine. So I'm very excited for this person to come on. So I'm just, I'm very, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. You know, just as a, as a personal standpoint, because this person got me podcasting in the first place. So yeah. I'm very excited. Oh, now I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say who it is because, you know, this person might bail on me. Oh, my goodness. You're being <laughs> such a drama queen. Just close the show. Uh, we thank you for listening to, to uh, this week's podcast. Um, be sure to follow us on social media so that uh, when we do ask you these questions of the topic coming up, that you can be part of the conversation. So you can follow us on social media at Gaming Groceries on Twitter. Uh, games groceries all one word on instagram and on ah, facebook <laughs> and um yeah and uh finally if you want to listen to more content from us every tuesday we uh put out an episode on what's the biz it's just a very chill um just us talking yep i don't really like to you know have an instagram or twitter for it it's just yeah. kind of like it's there you want to listen to it cool it's there for you if you want it yeah um anything else i'm missing Personal Twitters? Uh, Can we at, do that at the end? Eh, I'm at Ace the Grocer. I'm at Journey First. Cool. <laughs> uh, we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you had a fun one today. <laughs> and uh, hope to see you in the next episode. Stay safe, wear your mask, and we'll see you next week. Bye.